Welcome to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. I'm Tanae Stewart, the Witch of Lupin Hollow, and a self-love and empowerment coach. I'm here to help you embody simplicity in your spiritual practice and to feel confident bringing empowering magic and rituals into your real daily life. Join me each week for practical insights on the seasons and the stars. Hello, and welcome back to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. I'm Tanae Stewart, your host, and I'm so excited for today's topic. We are going to be talking about situations where you're going to want to know what's up with the moon. <laughs> and this is really going to be very helpful because we're going to be talking very practically about some situations where knowing what phase the moon is in or what sign the moon is in um, or what is activating in your own chart, where knowing this information is going to be helpful for you and is going to make your life easier and smoother, make your magic more effective uh, and make you a better communicator. I mean, there are so, so, so many benefits to this. So knowing, knowing what's up with the moon is a very helpful way to find alignment, to find peace of mind. Um, I find that it's a very helpful way to have a language for what you're feeling. And when we're talking about the moon phases, we're talking about a type of astrology. We're talking about lunar astrology. And there are a lot of different aspects that go into lunar astrology. And we're going to talk about kind of some 101 high level stuff with what are the moon phases, what are moon signs, all of that kind of thing in this episode. Because I think that having an understanding of lunar astrology, whether or not you work with other types of astrology, you know, whether or not you're working a lot with your birth chart, whether or not you're working with planetary transits, uh, you know, I, I work with all of those things in my practice and I think they're all amazing. But lunar astrology is a really, really great place to dip your toe in and to start to explore this world of the tools of astrology. And really, even if you're only working with the moon phases, you are still working with astrology. Even if you're not bringing in the zodiac and the, the moon signs and all of that, lunar astrology in and of itself is the moon phases and vice versa. Uh, and I'll explain why that's the case. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about why the moon phases are so impactful for us and how that can really be reflected very practically and very literally often in our day-to-day -day lives. Because sometimes we have a tendency to think of these systems of magic, these systems of witchcraft and the occult as being somehow kind of abstract or outside of ourselves. But the reality is that each and every one of these systems, whether we're talking moon phases, whether we're talking astrology, whether we're talking the seasons, right, or, or herbalism or any of these different systems that we work with, they are all very interconnected. And there is a lot of power and a lot of beauty in really understanding where they come from and how they interact and you know how they impact us and are reflected in our real daily lives because they're not actually abstract. They're actually very grounded in a lot of ways. They're very practical. And when you understand the mechanics and the functions of what these different systems are, I think it actually makes them seem more magical because you really start to understand where they're coming from and kind of how that magic is created in the world around us and in the universe. 
And then when you can ground it in your own life and see those energies being reflected back to you, that is pure magic. That is my favorite, favorite type of magic. So let's dive into this. Uh, so first off, the moon phases and the moon signs and all of the other pieces that we're going to get into, they have a real, very real impact on us. And there are a lot of theories and reasons as to why maybe we feel very connected to the moon. One very popular concept is that our bodies are made up of a very high percentage of water. And we know that the moon's gravitational pull has a very real and very scientific impact on the water on Earth. Obviously, at the very least, it affects the ocean's tides, but it's also believed, at least by farmers and, and by some people, that the moon's gravitational pull also impacts the level of water in the human body. It impacts the level of water or sap in plants. And these are, you know, very, very long-standing beliefs, some of which are scientifically proven and some of which are, you know, kind of inconclusive, but have a lot of anecdotal evidence at the very least. And so we know that, especially for those of us who are very intuitive or who are empathic in some way, we tend to be very, very sensitive to the moon. The moon has just this very powerful pull for us. And I hear this from so, so many of my clients. I get messages all the time from my private clients and my group clients being like, oh my God, what is going on with the moon? What's up with the moon today? Because I'm feeling it. And very often, so often, it is something to do with the moon, has something to do with what they're feeling. Because the moon obviously is the celestial body that is closest to earth. And it has this really deep, emotional, intuitive impact on us. And these are the realms of life and of the human experience that the moon rules in astrology. And so when we're talking about the moon's impact on us, it can impact every area of our lives, but it tends to be, I think, most clearly reflected and manifested in the areas of our emotions, our relationships, how we're communicating our feelings, things like that, right? It tends to be in those kind of emotional and intuitive spaces. And it also has to do with energy level because the moon phases, the four phases of the moon, they rise and fall, they ebb and flow throughout the month and throughout the years. And so do we, our energy also rises and falls. You know, we don't necessarily have, in fact, we don't, no one has high, super high energy 24 seven every day of their lives, right? We need those periods of rest. We need those periods of retreat and of reflection. And it's so important for us to get those. And when we're in flow with the moon phases, like those periods are naturally built in. And so when you really are very aware of at least the moon phases, if not also the moon signs and some of these other elements of lunar astrology that we're going to talk about, when you're really aware of them and really in flow with them, they can have just such a beautiful and profound impact on your life because you're no longer fighting your own level of energy, right? You're no longer fighting your own feelings and your own emotions. Uh, you're really truly embracing them and being in flow with them. And that is really, really deeply powerful and deeply magical. So before we get into some of these situations where knowing what's going on with the moon is going to be really helpful for you, I want to kind of give you some basics of the moon phases. 
So first off, there are four basic phases of the moon. You can absolutely break the phases of the moon down into smaller chunks. Uh, but even when you do that, some of those energies kind of overlap. So there are basically four main phases that we focus on. The first phase is the new moon, and that's when the moon is completely dark in the sky. Astrologically, it's when the sun and moon are exactly aligned in a particular sign. And the energy of the new moon is all about setting intentions. It's about making plans. It's about looking to the future and saying, this is what I want and this is what I want to do to achieve it or accomplish it or receive it or embody it. So the new moon is when the moon is totally dark and you're setting intentions at that time. Now, the, new, the energy of the new moon lasts for about three days, um, although it's it happens at an exact moment, but we think of the energy as kind of infusing the couple of days around that moment. Then for the following two weeks, we're in the waxing moon phase. And the waxing moon is when the moon appears to be getting bigger and bigger in the sky. And the waxing moon is all about taking action. So it's about taking aligned action on those plans and intentions that you made at the new moon. So we set the intention and then we do something about it. And this is really important because sometimes we think that we're supposed to like set an intention and then, you know, the universe will just make it happen. And sometimes that's true. But for the vast majority of the time, I find you know, we need to take that practical, real world aligned action to make things happen. Um, or at least to allow the space for something to happen and for the universe to create something beautiful for us. So then after the waxing moon is, of course, the full moon. When the waxing moon has grown all the way up to we can see the entire face of the moon in the sky. And the full moon is such a beautiful and intuitive phase. Like the new moon, it lasts for about three days. And the full moon is when the sun and moon are actually um, aligned opposite one another. So they're in opposite signs in the sky. And the full moon is very much about balance. It's about giving gratitude. Uh, it's about celebrating and amplifying what you desire. And it's also a very, very intuitive time. So the full moon is when we tend to, you know, like have lots of really vivid dreams and maybe you're getting more intuitive downloads than usual. Uh, the full moon is, you know, very, very magical time of the month. And then for the following two weeks after the full moon, as the moon is getting smaller and smaller in the sky, we have the waning moon. So the waning moon is between the full moon and before we move back into the new moon. And the waning moon is all about releasing. It's about letting go of the things that are no longer serving you. It's about releasing you know, baggage or old ideas or limiting beliefs that are holding you back um, or even banishing things that you know, you're really struggling with. So we have the four phases of the moon, the new moon for setting intentions, the waxing moon for taking action, the full moon for celebrating and having gratitude, and the waning moon for releasing and letting go. So these four phases, even if that's all you do with the moon is just be aware and in flow with these four phases, that in and of itself is so powerful because you can see that we have this ebb and flow of energy where we're working up, we're building up, 
we're you know at that peak of the full moon we're celebrating we're pausing to reflect and then we have the waning moon we're going down again we're resting or practicing self-care or releasing right and we need that ebb and flow and this whole process of the four phases takes about 28 to 29 days every month and so we're in this constantly we're always in one of these phases where you know either we're building up or we're celebrating or we're setting intentions whatever it is that we're doing uh, but there's a lot more layers to lunar astrology as well so in addition to the four phases we can introduce a lot more nuance by looking at the 12 signs the 12 moon signs so there are 12 signs in the zodiac and they are the same whether we're talking whatever kind of astrology we are talking about there's 12 signs so the 12 signs starts with Aries, then Taurus, moves all the way through and ends with Pisces. And all of the planets move through all of the signs of the zodiac, which are actually constellations. But the moon moves through them very quickly. The moon moves through all 12 signs every single month. And so we tend to feel the movement of the moon through the signs very deeply. It tends to be very impactful because it's constantly in motion. And so sometimes when we kind of feel like blindsided by our emotions or we're like, why do I feel so tired today? Or why do I feel so cranky today? Like often it's because something is going on with the moon, right? We want to know what is up with the moon. So as the moon moves through the 12 signs, it's activating the energy of each one of those signs. So knowing not only what phase is the moon in, but also which sign is it in can be so, so powerful because you're just like adding layer upon layer of a nuance and understanding for yourself, giving yourself a deeper and deeper language to use to describe what you're feeling and what you're experiencing. And every sign has a you know particular energy the sign of aries is passionate and fierce and fiery uh the sign of gemini is flexible and loves to talk and socialize right every sign has its own energy and it can be expressed differently depending on what moon phase we're in as well so there's a lot a lot of nuance here but there's even more nuance that we can dig out of this. So in addition to moving through the four phases and the 12 signs every single month, that's always happening on a collective level. We're all experiencing the same moon phase and the same moon sign every day, all the time. However, as the moon moves through the 12 signs of the zodiac every month, it is actually activating particular areas of your own chart. So your birth chart or your natal chart or your astrological chart, these are all the same thing. Basically, your chart is a map of the planets and stars at the moment that you were born. And it's static. It never changes. But all of the planets, as they move through the constellations, as they move around the sky around us and around the sun, they activate particular areas of your chart because even though you have, you know, your sun sign, the sign that you know off the top of your head, and maybe you know your moon or your rising sign as well, no matter what those, you know, two, three signs are, you actually have all 12 signs in your chart. And you might not have planets in all 12 of them, but you do have every sign. And every sign activates a particular area, a particular aspect of who you are and an aspect of your life. And so as the moon moves through those 12 signs every month, it's giving you 
a little dose of that particular energy and activating that part of your chart, wherever that sign is in your chart. And so as the moon moves around the sky every month, it's, it's lighting this up for you. It's saying, okay, I'm in this sign and I'm in this phase. And you know, that has a collective energy, but it's going to impact you personally in this particular way. And this is very powerful information to have. As you start to learn about your own chart and as you start to learn about what the moon is activating for you, you can become very in tune and very aware of you know, how to plan your day, how to plan your month, you know, when you're going to have higher energy or not. Like these, This is really powerful information. Now, there's one other thing I want to share before we get into the next part of this episode, and that is that in addition to being in a phase and a sign and activating a particular part of your chart, the moon also has periods that are called void of course. Now, a void of course moon or a void moon is kind of an astrological phenomenon that occurs right before a moon, right before the moon changes signs, before it moves into the next sign. Now, this doesn't happen every time. So the moon changes signs every two and a half days. So it doesn't happen every single time. But when the moon is void, essentially what it means is that the moon is no longer making any aspects or forming any geometric angles to any other planets. It's not having any other conversations with anything in the sky for, from a particular moment when those aspects are concluded until the moon moves into the next sign. Sometimes this is five minutes. Sometimes it is two or three hours. Sometimes it's like a day and a half. It can be, it can vary that widely. And void moons are periods where things tend to feel really stagnant. They tend to feel like nothing is happening. And that's because nothing is happening cosmically. And that you know, kind of stagnancy in the sky is just being reflected in our lives and on earth. And void moons, especially when they're short, they're, you know, kind of nothing really to pay that much attention to. But when we have a long void, of course, moon, it can really show up for us, especially if you're very sensitive to this energy and, you know, sensitive intuitively. And if that's the case, if you are really sensitive to it, Void moons can really just feel like you're kind of tired. You just feel really uninspired and kind of like out of it. Like you don't feel like yourself. Maybe you feel kind of cranky. Um, and having an awareness of that can be really powerful as well because no matter what phase it is, no matter what sign it is, that void moon kind of means that you have this built-in period, however long it is, that is a time for rest. You know, it's kind of like a built-in pause. But it's also a time where you know that maybe you shouldn't, you know, schedule a bunch of stuff or maybe you should try to, if, if you can't rest, at least, you know, not like be around people, right? And just having all of these pieces of information, knowing what phase the moon is in, knowing what sign the moon is in, knowing what it's activating in your chart, knowing when the moon is void, whether you're working with all or any of these different pieces can be so, so powerful for helping you to be in flow, helping you to be in alignment. Now, I want to give you some examples of when having this kind of information might be really helpful. Okay, so first off, number one, 
it's going to be really helpful to know what's going on with the moon when you're feeling like really sad or emotional or just feeling really down. When you're in that kind of space and you're just feeling low, sometimes we're like, why do I feel like this? Like, I don't have any reason to feel sad or, you know, I was fine yesterday. Why do I feel so emotional today? Why am I crying about everything? Very often when we feel that way, it has something to do with the moon. Because remember, the moon rules our emotions. It rules our intuition. And so when you're in that very emotional space, especially, it can be very connected to the moon. And so if you you know, take a look at your chart and you take a look at what phase and sign the moon is in, a lot of times it can kind of give you validation to understand why you might be feeling this way. So for example, The classic answer would be, well, if you're feeling really emotional or sad or something along those lines, then perhaps the moon is in a water sign. Perhaps the moon is in Cancer, Scorpio, or Pisces, probably especially Pisces, right? That's going to be a really emotional time. Now, you can also take it one step further, though. If you're feeling that way, maybe the moon is activating something watery or emotional in your own chart, So even if the moon is not in a water sign, like let's say the moon is in Leo and you're like, why do I feel sad? Leo is supposed to be this like happy, joyful, creative energy and I just feel like I want to cry. When you feel like that, it's very possible that maybe you have that particular sign that the moon is in, in a water house in your chart. Um, Now, we didn't talk a lot about houses, but I've talked about it in previous episodes. And houses are basically sections of your chart that rule particular areas of your life. And you have a sign in every house. So the water houses are the fourth, eighth, and twelfth houses. So maybe you have that, you know, creative Leo energy in like the twelfth house, And you're feeling really sad or really emotional during that time while the moon is in that theoretically very joyful energy, but that's not necessarily what it's activating for you personally. Now, I know that's kind of complicated, a little technical astro speak there, Um, but, you know, first of all, just knowing what sign the moon is in can be really helpful. And then taking it that step further, if you're ready to dig into your chart, understanding not only what sign is being activated, but what house is being activated for you as well can really help you to understand what you're feeling and why. Now, another related situation where you might want to know what's up with the moon is maybe you're feeling like really cranky or you're feeling really uninspired, right? You're not feeling down, but like you're lashing out or you're, you know, just feeling like really blah and you don't want to do anything. Um, Again, the moon can be really helpful here. So it might be that the moon is in, you know, maybe like a fire sign. If you're feeling really angry or you're really lashing out at people, um, maybe it's in a really passionate fire sign. Maybe the moon is in Aries, Leo, or Sagittarius, for example. Um, Or maybe it's activating a fire house in your chart, which would be the first, um, fifth, and ninth houses. Or, you know, on the other hand, maybe you're feeling just like really blah and uninspired, in which case maybe the moon is void of course. And what having this information does for you when you say, God, I feel so uninspired, and then you check your your moon app and you're like, of course, the moon is void for the next three hours. What that gives you, first of all, is validation, right? It's telling you like, yes, there is at least, you know, a reflection of a reason why you feel this way. 
Uh, doesn't mean that there aren't mundane and practical and tangible factors why you feel this way. Sometimes there are, but sometimes there aren't. You know, sometimes we just feel a certain way and we don't know why, in which case it's like definitely the moon. <laughs> um, but even if there are tangible or practical reasons, right, like the moon's movement really can amplify that for us. And so first of all, it gives you validation. Second of all, it kind of is like a promise from the universe that, yes, you know, you're going through this right now. Yes, you're really feeling this uh, and you're, you know, whatever emotion you're feeling, you're really feeling the sadness or you're really feeling the anger or the crankiness. Uh, you're really in it. But the moon changes signs every two and a half days. And so no matter what you're feeling right now, that energy is going to shift. So it's validation and a promise at the same time that like, you know, this too shall pass, right? That nothing is, nothing is forever. Things are going to change. Things are going to shift. So the moon can be really, really helpful to understand what you're feeling, whatever it is you're feeling. Now, another thing, another time when knowing what's going on with the moon can be really helpful is when people around you are acting strangely. So, you know, the first couple things we've talked about are very personal and of yourself and of your own experience. But sometimes we notice that the people around us are acting like really emotional or unusually angry or things like that. And when the people around us are acting weird, it can be really helpful to be able to look and see, okay, what sign is the moon in? Uh, oh, that's why, right? That's why so-and-so was so weird yesterday, or that's why my partner is, you know, being so withdrawn or something along those lines. Now, you can take this to the moon sign, you know, definitely. That's going to tell you, like, if it's a fire sign, maybe people are being a little angry or a little aggressive. Um, if it's a water sign, maybe people are being really emotional. Um, if it's an earth sign, maybe people are being, being really inflexible or, you know, they're not willing to compromise. Um, or maybe it's an air sign and everyone you know is, like, flaking out on you, right? Think people are being super flighty. Just some examples of, of how those elemental signs might manifest. Um, and so if you're having that experience where people are acting really weird, just knowing what sign we're in can be really helpful. And again, knowing that in a couple of days, it's going to shift. The energy is going to change. Now, you can take it one step further. If the person that's acting weird is someone who's really close to you and you have their birth chart, as long as you have their birth time, you can really get a lot of information about what else might be being activated for them, right? So like if it's your partner and they keep biting your head off, you're like, what is going on with you? You know, the moon's in a, an earth sign. You shouldn't be angry. Maybe you look to their chart and it turns out, oh, this is activating, you know, their, their ninth house or something. It's activating a firehouse, just for example. So, you know, if you have that information to refer to, especially in your very, very close relationships, it can be a really powerful piece of information to kind of help you give people the benefit of the doubt, you know? And I mean, you can give people the benefit of the doubt just based on the sign too, you know, that like something's going on with you, this moon is activating or amplifying something for you, and I see that and I witness it and I respect it. And I know that the energy is going to shift. Now, of course, another way that you can apply this is when maybe you get in an argument. 
So especially with your partner, right? If you get into an argument with your partner and you're like, I feel totally blindsided. This argument came out of absolutely nowhere. I don't know how we got here. Really understanding what is going on with the moon can be so, so helpful with that because it kind of, first of all, gives you a little bit of distance, right? It gives you a little bit of perspective on why are we both feeling the you know heightened emotions and feelings that we're feeling? And where is that coming from? What's being activated in our, in our charts, each of us? And just having that knowledge and that awareness can really, really help you sometimes diffuse a situation or at least to kind of give you that perspective to be able to say, I understand you know, how and why this happened energetically um, and kind of approach the practical and the logistical conversation of, how do we resolve this issue from that very energetic and intuitive perspective can be really so helpful. Now, of course, we've been talking a lot about the moon signs and what it activates in your own chart, um, but this can also very much apply with the moon phases too. So, you know, especially at the full moon, people tend to be more emotional. They tend to be more unpredictable. Um, and during the, during the waxing moon, people can be a little bit more, outward focused or maybe a little bit more aggressive during the waning moon, people might be a little bit more withdrawn. And so, you know, that's obviously more general and more drawn out periods of time. But all of these, whether you're looking to yourself, whether you're looking to other people, looking at the phase, looking at the sign and looking at what it activates in your own chart or the other person's chart um, are going to be really, really helpful pieces of information to have. Now, there are a few more situations where it might be really helpful to know what is going on with the moon. Now, one is when you're making plans. So just very practically, you know, maybe you're planning a trip or maybe you are, you know, planning some kind of creative project or a launch in your business or something like that, right? If you have flexibility to work with the moon phases, it can be so powerful, so, so powerful. Um, so, you know, instead of trying to launch a creative project right in the middle of the waning moon when things are releasing and being let go of, maybe you want to align that launch with the new moon, right? Or at least with the waxing moon when the energy is, is new or is growing. Uh, so really aligning plans when you can with the moon phases can be very powerful. And you can do the same thing with the moon signs as well. You know, you can say, okay, I want to launch this creative project. Maybe I'm going to launch it when the moon is in Leo. Um, and you can do, you know, either or you can say like maybe a new moon in Leo is going to be the absolute perfect day to launch that creative project. But, you know, maybe right now it's the waning moon, but at least it's in Leo. So, you know, you, you're kind of halfway there. Um, and that's really up to your judgment, right? Is to say like, how aligned do I need this energy to be? And this is also, of course, not to say that you can't make a plan that doesn't align with the moon phases. You know, if you have to launch that project during the waning moon, then you should do that. You should go for that. But have an awareness of what the energy around you is going to be so that you can work with it instead of trying to fight it, right? Now, of course, this also goes for when you are trying to manifest something. So manifestation can be very powerfully boosted by working with the moon phases. Obviously, manifesting is already a very energetic experience. And when you align that with the moon, 
you're, you know, just giving it a boost of power. So, you know, setting your intention for the thing you want to manifest at the new moon, taking aligned actions towards it during the waxing moon, uh, giving some gratitude and celebrating how far you've come, however much of the thing you desire has manifested, just giving that celebration uh, at the full moon and reflecting on the actions you've taken. And then during the waning moon, really releasing the outcomes, you know, really taking your taking your foot off the brake and coming to a pause and a stop and saying, all right, I took the aligned actions. Now I trust that it's up to the universe. And really flowing with this process of the moon phases can be so helpful for manifesting and for you know, just really giving you that alignment and that peace of mind that, you know, you've kind of, you've done everything you need to do. You've done your part. And now it's the universe's turn um, to kind of take that wheel and, and take the reins. Now, this all very much also applies when you're doing any kind of energetic work, magic, rituals, healing of any kind. So you can align basically any spell or ritual with the moon phases, and I absolutely recommend that you do. It can be very powerful. So you'll often hear people say that like a particular spell or a particular ritual needs to be done during a particular moon phase. And sometimes that's true, right? Like we don't want to be typically doing like banishing work at the full moon because it's a time of celebration and amplification. That's going to be really in conflict with the energy of you know, the energy of the moon phase, um, just as we wouldn't want to be setting intentions during the waning moon, because that's the time of releasing and the time of resting. So, and of course, these are very broad generalizations, but although we theoretically don't want to be in direct conflict with what the energy of the moon phase is, Sometimes we do need to, you know, do a ritual or we need to do a spell during the wrong phase, quote unquote. And what you want to do here is use your awareness of what is going on with the moon in order to create a ritual or a spell that is going to be in alignment, but is still going to give you the outcome that you need. So for example, maybe you want to do a love spell, you want to open your heart to love, but it's the waning moon. And you're like, well, this doesn't really feel like necessarily the right time, you know, theoretically, but I am really feeling like, you know, I've had my heart broken and I really need to do this now. Totally just a, an example, right? So if you're really feeling like I really need to do this now, even though theoretically, energetically, the moon phase is not aligned with my intention, what you can do is kind of reflect on that and say, well, how can I shift the energy of this spell, right? Maybe instead of casting a spell to open your heart to love, maybe you're going to banish loneliness from your life, for example. Um, and you can always do this where you can shift the intention so that it has essentially the same outcome, but you're approaching it from a different angle or you're approaching it from a different perspective that is more aligned with the energy of the moon phase or the moon sign or, you know, what's being activated in your own chart. 
Now, when you are making plans or manifesting or doing magic, I do recommend that you try to steer clear of void of course moons. So this is kind of like a very, very old, you know, kind of like folk thing of, you know, don't do magic or don't take action during the void moon. And the, the kind of folk idea for that, the idea of that is that during the void moon, like nothing happens, right? There is like a void of energy. And so if you try to start something or if you try to accomplish something during that period, it's not going to have any cosmic energy or any power behind it. Now, I don't totally agree with that. My reasoning for trying not to do things during the void moon is because often we don't have the like creative inspiration that we need in order to give things that boost. I don't really think of it as a cosmic issue. I think of it more as a personal issue of like, I don't feel inspired. I don't feel like energized and totally like myself. And so now is probably not the time, you know, to take this action or to cast this spell, for example. Uh, But of course, none of this is universal. So essentially, you know, the four phases of the moon have their basic energies. The 12 signs of the zodiac have their basic energies. The signs by element have a general energy that we've been talking about. There's a general idea of what the energy of a void moon is. And yet none of it is universal. It's so important to tune in and reflect on how do these things actually show up for you personally. So tracking this, paying attention, how do I feel when it's a full moon? How do I feel when the moon is in Virgo? How do I feel when the moon is in my 11th house, right? Whatever it is, tracking these things and just really paying attention to them and bringing your awareness to them, awareness being one of the most important tools a witch has, the more you bring your awareness to this, the more you're going to feel and discover how all of this really truly manifests for you on a personal level, because it absolutely can and does vary from person to person. Um, But especially as you're getting started, kind of working with these generally accepted ideas of what the energy of each phase and sign and house and what the energy of void moons are, knowing what's going on with the moon here is going to be so, so helpful for you in all these situations I've described and then some, because they're going to give you so much insight into what you're feeling. They're going to give you language to explain and describe and understand what other people are going through. It's going to give you an opportunity to be in alignment with the energy of the cosmos and the energy of the universe instead of fighting against the energy around you. And it's going to give you that peace of mind and that validation that, you know, energy is always shifting. Things will always change. And maybe tomorrow we will feel completely differently. So working with the moon and really knowing what's up with the moon is, I think, one of the most potent tools and systems that we have at our disposal as witches to really work with and understand. Now, I'm very excited because in a couple of weeks, if you are listening to this when this episode is new, uh, in a couple of weeks in June 2021, I'm going to be hosting a series of workshops inside the Starlight Coven, which is going to be our Moon Phases Boot Camp. 
we do these boot camps a couple times a year usually uh, where we do a series of workshops on a particular topic and we get super deep with them. So the week of the summer solstice this year, I'm going to be hosting this series of workshops. And in the boot camp, we're going to be learning in depth all about the moon phases, the moon signs. Uh, we're going to talk about void moons and eclipses and big, big energy. We're going to learn all about the moon. And then we're going to learn about things like how to track the moon in your own chart and what your own moon power days are. All sorts of really powerful information for you to understand what the moon is doing uh, and how it is impacting and showing up in your own chart and in your own life. So this is something that I'm hosting inside of the Starlight Coven. It'll be available for all Coven members. So you can go and get signed up. There's a link in the description of this episode. If you're not already a Coven member, you should absolutely come and join us. It is our seasonal sacred circle for modern witches like you who want to practice with greater consistency and with greater confidence um, and who want to work with the sun and the moon and the stars with astrology and the seasons and all the things. It is my favorite space. It's absolutely my favorite space. So so come and join us in the Starlight Coven. Uh, if you are listening to this live or when it's new, uh, you can come and join us live for that Moon Phases Boot Camp. And if you're listening to this at any point in the future, all Coven members get access to our entire past library of recorded trainings as well. So if you're listening to this in like 2023 and you're like, damn, I wish I could have caught that, you can still catch it. You can still come and join the Starlight Coven and get access to all of the amazing content that is in there. So I would love to see you in the Starlight Coven. Hit the link in the description of this episode and come check it out, come join us. And I hope that this episode has been really helpful for you in understanding practically how the moon phases and signs can really be reflected in our lives. Uh, I would love to hear any questions that you have. If you are a member of our free Facebook group, Empowered Modern Witches, which there is also a link for in the description of this episode, uh, come and post in the group. Tell me what came up for you with this episode and you know how you are starting to integrate and pay attention to what is going on with the moon every day. 